the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast, where we help agents get their first five deals. Hey, it's Jennifer Henry, back at you today at the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. I have been doing a long series of interviews, partly because I'm kind of, I I assume my listeners are sick of just hearing my voice. And secondly, because I am surrounded by some of the most amazing people in my life that I want you to hear from. Today's guest is someone extremely special to me. He was my very first coach back when I finally got serious about real estate. I really had no choice. If it hadn't been for Dan, my amazing guest today, I probably wouldn't be who I am and where I am today. And so for those of you listening to my story, have heard my story before, you heard that I got out of the business for two years. And then when I came back, I came back on the Christine Lee team and Christine hired a coaching company to coach her agents. And Dan was someone very instrumental in that company that was really, I don't know if you could say he was assigned to me, but I basically stuck to him because he resonated with my soul and he spoke to my heart and I needed him at that time in my life. And so just for those listening today, and before I get into the introduction, I just want to say that Dan has been so instrumental in helping me think differently. In fact, I would say he is the one person that really helped pivot the way that I was looking at myself and my business in order to do things I had never done before. So I invited him to be on our episode today, and I would like to introduce to you all none other than the amazing and wonderful Dan Simon. Hi, Dan. Hi. Wow. (laughs) How am I supposed to say anything after that without grabbing a Kleenex or just... Uh, the the honor has been mine a hundred percent, and uh, wow, yeah. the, uh, I feel like I've just won an Academy Award. So thank you so much for that. Well, you in the in the awards of Jennifer Henry's life, you do have one. It's sitting on your mantle right now. I hope, but it is very very earned and very well received. And it's interesting to me how, as a coach, we can change a person's life and not even realize we did it by just being who we are and like pouring into them and really giving them the best of ourselves so that they can see that in themselves. And that's what you did for me. And so real brief history. Um, I'll do a quick intro here. Dan is a coach with, or it works with massive impact Alliance. Mm -hmm, Correct. Has been a coach for 11 years. Mm -hmm. Lives in, where do you live again now? It's right outside of St. Louis in balmy Belleville, Illinois. Belleville, Illinois, right outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Right. About 20 minutes. All right. You know, we've always been virtual, you and I, so I never really kind of knew. I knew you were north and on the central time zone, but I I really didn't know. And I have met Dan in person one time when Mm -hmm. I went to a buyer agent boot camp many, many, many years ago. I got to meet him in person. And, but at the time he and I were coaching virtually and by phone, and it was really, really impactful. So Dan, I want to kick off with just reminiscing a little bit, you and I, about some of your coaching methods you used with me. And I'm going to just kick off by starting with saying that one of the things you did with me that was so effective was you helped me get out of scarcity mindset. And I don't know if you remember this, but you did that by making me go pick out a coach purse that I wanted 
mm-hmm. and made me take a picture of it. And you yep. told me, you said, Jen, because listen, for those of you that know my story, I was about as broke as broke could be. And I could not fathom spending money on anything other than my kids and my light bill and my mortgage and my car. Like that was it. And I was literally reproducing that over and over and over again in my life. And you said, Jen, go to the coach store. Because at that time, a coach purse was so outlandish to me. So outlandish. Now it's Louis Vuitton, but nonetheless, back (laughs) now it's coach. So coach was so outlandish to me that I could not see myself ever owning a coach bag. And you said, go to coach, find one that you really like and take a picture. You remember this? Oh, Absolutely. I tell that story at least once a month or once every other month. So what do you remember about that time? What do you remember about me in that time of my life? And and how did you think to do that? Tell me a little bit about your perspective of that story. Well, it it actually started probably 30 years early, 35 years earlier than that. Um, my father passed away uh, when my mother was three months pregnant. So she had to move herself to the Washington, D.C. area and start a career in a brand new area with nobody around her. And 40 years later, she retired as a highly decorated congressional liaison at the Pentagon to help uh, cadets get into the Air Force Academy. Nobody helped her. I understood what it was like to be the product of a single mother. And I knew you were facing the same scenario. Nobody was bending over backwards to help and and celebrate the strength that that women have on their own in in situations that should never arise. But there you were. I believed in my mother. I believed in you. You had to, first of all, I had to listen. I can tell you all of the sales tricks and the gimmicks and all of the the mindsets that you have to embrace as a real estate agent to or or in any entrepreneurial uh, venture to to step forward into the role of what that means. However, had I not listened to you, had I not listened to your story, I wouldn't have known that those things were an absolute reality and I believed them for you. I don't know that you could have believed them for yourself at that point. So we had to take micro steps. We had to take uh, and and put a vision or or a vision board in front of you. Again, I believed in you more than enough for both of us put together. I love but, you Oh, well, I, it's it's very mutual. But when you achieve the unachievable, you have to be able to have a centered, tangible moment that you can say, I came from this, I achieved this, and this is what happened at that moment of achievement. That moment was a white coach purse valued at $600. And it wasn't just going to the store to get that. And, you know, $600 back then might as well have been $60,000 because there were so many other things that took priority. So I had you dress up, makeup, suit, and pick out the purse that you wanted to have and create that on your vision board. 
if it wasn't the, you know, the standard vision board, at least it was a Polaroid to stick on the top of your probably three inch thick laptop because it was so many years ago and, and always keep that in front of you. So in order for you to get to that, there were micro things that you had to do along the way to start achieving that. There were bills that you had to pay down. There was money that you had to recoup because that wasn't flowing so freely. And there were massive decisions that you had to make in order to even begin to fathom having that coach bag. But once you got it, every time you touch it, Regardless of what it is, you know, it could be a car for somebody. It could be a, a wallet or a watch or a ring or a, uh, and I, I never recommend trips or anything like that because I want it to be something physical that you can touch. Uh, then, then you could say, I came from here and look at where I'm at now. And as soon as you got it, you called me to say, I got it. And then however many years later, I said, okay, great. What's next? I don't want to take away from the celebratory moment that that was that you achieved it, but your furniture was in crap condition. I didn't so have that, any furniture. I didn't have any. Yeah. So that was the next. And, the next and for, um, you, you, you probably want furniture for yourself. You probably want furniture for your son and your daughter. And that's a necessary thing. And it wasn't even frivolous, but that was the next goal. So it's, it's let's, let's hit this this mark, let's celebrate it, but let's immediately go on to the next and not rest on it. I I don't like it when people say you're only as good as your last sale, because I think that that's a negative connotation. I like to say we've hit it. Let's go for the next one. It's just a much more positive spin. Yeah, I agree. And it worked on me, whatever you did. I kind of knew what you were doing, but also didn't. I just went along with it. I just agreed to trust you as my coach, as someone who could think differently than I in that moment, because the the space I was in was one of scarcity, pain, frustration, fear. And I was holding on to a shred of hope that I was going to be able to do this thing. And I remember sending you the picture of the bag thinking, because you had me go take the picture before I bought it. I had to earn it. I took the picture, sent it to you. And then I had to hit certain milestones and which time I had the permission, a predetermined permission to go purchase that bag, no matter what. And right. I did. And I remember purchasing the bag, telling you about it. And inside of me, it unlocked this knowledge that I could do this. It unlocked this knowledge that with the right plan and the right incentive and the right why and the right horsepower. Mm-hmm. I could truly have anything I wanted. And even though I don't work for material things, it just goes to show the power of the mind and how much just unlocking those beliefs in you, what it can do for you. And finding a coach that knows how to do that is magic. So before we move on to talk more about coaching, I really want to come back to the furniture for a minute because you did get me to recognize my next need slash want, which was new living room furniture. I'd gotten a divorce and my furniture. I can't remember if I had old furniture, if I didn't have any, I think I had none or I had an old something old. I don't even remember, but I needed new furniture, living room furniture. And you said, all right, well, what will it be? I went to rooms to go 
and picked out what I wanted. And if I recall correctly, it was like $2,500. And it was the next level of uh, swallow hard to get through that, you know? And right. I did end up getting that sofa. Now, I'm, I want to say, Dan, I had that sofa until about two years ago. And I cherished that sofa. First of all, it was the most comfortable sofa I've ever owned. But I bought others since and kept carrying that thing around with me, even though it was a huge you. I carried that thing around with me to every home that we've moved to in my new marriage and everything because I had this like a sentimental attachment to that couch. But what's beautiful about the story is um, when we moved and I didn't have any more room for it, I gave it to a single mom because I, I had been a single mom at that time and I wanted her to have it and she still has it and it looks great and it's comfortable for her family. And it makes me really happy to know that it went to her, but the next thing was the couch. And so it's just kind of progressed from there. You know, if I can do this, then I can do that. Well, if I can do this, then I can do that. You know, that's, that's the magic. And so I just, again, want to say thank you for helping me understand the ability within me to produce what I needed for what I wanted and what I desired most in my life, because it is unlocked in me, the, the knowledge that I can do that for just about anything. Well, and it's, and it's wonderful that you're, and it's so cliche, but you're paying it forward because the couch that you held on to for so many years, while it may not have looked the best, that was a miracle for the next person that needed that prepares them for their next miracles. So it, it keeps that perpetual cycle of giving going because it can never be just about self. You could have wanted that purse for yourself and there's nothing in the world wrong with it. But to get that purse, there were other things that you needed to cover bills for your family. So it was always putting them first. It's okay to take for yourself though. Yeah. And, and getting that furniture that I mean, it's it was always for someone else and you. And that has to be okay. Wow, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. So if you really look at the big picture here, me overcoming my own scarcity mindset, my own limiting beliefs all those years ago was a gift for me and someone else. So never underestimate the value of your own growth. You right. know, when we grow, when we push ourselves. We, we do that for not just for ourselves, even though we are beneficiaries of our own growth. I would say that growth is impact that permeates the world that we're around for years to come. In fact, that's your legacy, my friends. That's what I consider my legacy is what my personal growth and what it's helped me accomplish. The body of work that I want to create both in the lives of other humans, as well as in written word or, or in, in video or whatever it is that I'm creating. I never thought about that, Dan. That's well, really it's, it's well, it's it's an incredible legacy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with your heart again. Look at the example of what you've done for your kids. That regardless of life situations that present themselves, we all struggle, but we all have people that believe in us. And they know that they will forever have a mom that believes in them to empower them to do whatever so they can hopefully avoid some of the struggles that we've had to go through so they can be strong for their circle as well. Yeah. My kids have watched, you know, they're, they were little then. They're now at the time of this recording, 23 and 20. 
And they watched me struggle. They watched me put it together. They still do. I mean, even every time I do something new, you know, they know. And I guess what I, I want them to know is it's okay to struggle. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you, you're not good. Something's wrong with you. It's part of the journey. And I want them to know that anything is possible when you set your mind to it. And that does, that is cliche, but I truly, truly believe that. And I, I, the whole put your mind to it part is scientific. It's not airy fairy. It is science. And what you did with me was science. So I really want to talk about coaching in general, Dan. I know that you're a big believer in coaching. I am a big believer. I'm a certified coach as well. It is my greatest honor to be on that kind of journey with people where I get to coach them to what they want. So for our listeners and our audience today, I want to just state there are a lot of people out there that call themselves a coach. And it does. I don't believe that credentials make you a coach, even though it's great to have credentials. It's great to have some training and know what you're doing. But I truly believe that there's a heart and position of a heart that makes a person a coach. And I know that anyone listening to Dan's voice can hear it in his voice. It is truly caring about the potential of the person you're speaking with more than your own in that moment. It's saying, I, you can borrow my belief for you, and that can be enough to get us through this together. Mm-hmm. So Dan, as a coach, what would you, how would you define a coach in your terms? A coach is somebody that, first of all, cares, can listen, and can understand what the person or the team being coached needs. So that means you have to be an effective chameleon. You have to be able to spin on a dime. You have to be able to to listen that when you start a coaching call, if there's a little bit of angst, dig into that and find out what's going on. If there are standard answers that become, again, cliche, then are they doing this just to get through the call and go back up, go back to something else? You have to be able to hear those cues. You have to know that if the person that you're dealing with has a uh, a, a personality that that is more dove-like uh, and 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 very sensitive, and they're giving you one-word responses. You have to be able to step into that and find out what's going on, and then don't be so rigid in the delivery of what it is that you have. Your agenda has to be flexible to accommodate whatever is going on in that person's world. If I would have had agenda, you mean agenda, you don't mean time. You just mean whatever it is you had in your mind, you wanted to instill in them. Is that what you're referring to? If if we're going to go, how, how many calls have you made today? How many hours of prospecting? How many, all of those things become very, and this is not a, a word, but a very liable question, not liable. It's I can lie about those numbers. I can tell a story about those numbers. But what if you just had a visit from from the doctor? What if you just experienced a hurricane? I'm in the middle of nowhere, and maybe I don't understand what's going on in your part of the world. Maybe there's something that has happened at a school. Maybe there's something that's happened with finances. Maybe, Maybe something has happened, and if I am so rigid 
that I'm going with what's on my piece of paper to be the best coach for you and I don't deviate from that, when am I ever taking the opportunity to listen? Now, there's going to be times when things are going okay and maybe you not you particularly, but you know, the person you're working with has, has not done anything. Then you have to make the determination. What value am I going to bring to this conversation? What value are you honoring with my time? Maybe we need to put it to another date. Maybe you need some stern love that says you're here for a reason. And if you're not going to do the work, maybe we need to evaluate whether this is working at all. Yeah. There's a curiosity that has to be part of every coach's conversation. And yeah, it's, it's a, this person says they're here, their body says they're here, their mind, everything is, looks like it's here. But when I'm not receiving, when I'm not feeling the connection to what this person wants, if there's a disconnect from it, it, it usually shows up in their actions, their excuses, you know, and it's calling that out and saying, Hey, I know you're here in mind or in body, but are you here in mind? You know, and, and what's holding you back from being here with me today? What's on your mind, you know, and it's having a curiosity to say, this isn't a bad, this person isn't bad. Right. This person isn't just choosing to not be accountable. They're not just choosing to show up weak, or they're not just choosing to show up without their work being done or whatever it is they've been accountable to. There's something more to this. What is it? And see if they can figure it out because I don't know that we always have the answers as coaches. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure I don't. I think they have the answers. What do you think about that? They, they absolutely do have the answer. And by skirting those questions, then they don't have to verbalize it. They don't have to put a voice to it. And then it becomes safely tucked in whatever they want to call their security blanket. A lot of times we hold on to negatives. We hold on to scary things and we hold on to things that are that make us uncomfortable and we embrace that as our security blanket. Yeah. Sometimes we all can't be in that Linus moment where we're holding that around. We have to put it down, but they have to know that the, the person you're coaching, you're with a safe person. Yeah. I was getting ready to say that there has to be a safety and trust mm-hmm. that the person I'm opening up myself to right now is not going to expose it. And I don't mean like on social media, I mean, expose it and poke holes in it and, and, and create pain, more pain, because let's face it, the, the safety blanket is to avoid pain. You know, sure. we, we all have this and this is, we're, we're talking to humans right now. We're talking about humans right now. We are humans right now. We know that yeah. that safety blanket is, is the pain of the fear or whatever it is that each of us carries around our own story. Right. So when we put that down and we expose ourselves, we have to know that this person is going to treat it delicately and understand and listen. I love that you mentioned that. And you are such an incredible listener, Dan. And yeah, I, I want to point out something you said earlier. You said someone that can listen. I think listening is a skill. And you said that earlier, and that's something you've, you've always been really great at listening and hearing the things somebody's not saying myself. I mean, and (laughs) and questioning and saying, what did you mean by that? And how would you feel if this, and how would you feel and creating these conversations that no one else on the planet's having with me, you know? And, and one of the things that I find to be really sacred about coaching is that you get to be for someone 
what no one else gets to be. Really, because the right. conversations I've had with you and my coach, where you get a, a glimpse into my real thoughts and my real thinking, that safe space that you created for me to be vulnerable and say, this is how I'm really feeling. And it's deeper than just, this is how I'm feeling. It's like, I know what's causing this. That's sacred. That's sacred. I mean, even my husband sometimes doesn't get access to all of those thoughts, right? It's that coach client connection can be so powerful because again, it is that safe place. It's, it's, it's always been my, my hope and my desire that whenever I'm in a coaching conversation, that it feels more like sitting on a couch with a friend, drinking a cup of coffee, tea, uh, pizza with pineapple on it. You know what? <laughs> That's for you, Eric Landry. Yeah. Uh, what, whatever scenario it is, that it's just a safe place. And in that safe place, I can deliver safe truths that may not be comfortable if I would have started with that. If I'm out of the gate saying you're messing up your your results, that doesn't promote that unity and that connection. Let's let's start with heart first. Because that's what matters. It is what matters. Well, you've been coaching this this podcast is for real estate perspective agents or brand new agents or newer agents. In fact, it could be for any agent. So let's talk about real estate agents and coaching in that realm because that's sure. what you and I know well, right? Sure. So in your in your opinion, what percentage of a real estate agent's success is in their head mindset? Like what is your thought about that? 99. Oh, it's 99. Okay. I've always said 90. But okay. No, I think 99 is actually the real number. Yeah, it's it, it's got to be it's got to, but part of that is the ability to believe in yourself as well. well I think there's, there's a lot of hobbyists that just want to do real estate because they've seen it on HGTV, and if they can do it, anybody can do it. And then they get in and they realize there is a skill set needed when you are working with somebody to to help them with the biggest purchase that they're ever going to make. Yeah. Relatively speaking. And so it's, it's gotta be mindset. It's gotta be, I'm not a salesperson. I'm helping somebody in facilitating what's going to be the, their home. Yeah. Yeah, And and, you know, you said 99%. So that leaves 1% skill in scripts and, conversion rates and the skills of real estate. Don't underestimate how important that is. Just really don't underestimate how important what's going on between your ears is. And the reason I brought that up was because you said something, you said that the coach has to connect with the heart, the matter of the heart. And the heart is what creates the feelings that will cause us to go out and behave like we believe in ourselves or to cause us to sit on our couch and watch TV all day and watch Netflix and eat chips all day. The heart is what creates the feelings to go do one of those choices, one of those things in any given day. And so as a coach, and this is again, why you were so effective with me was because you got to my heart. It wasn't about the mechanics of real estate, even though those are important, but that's only 1%. You focused on the 99, which was how is Jen thinking in such a way that's going to move her forward or hold her back. 
and and what could we tangibly do that's going to help her recognize her power and think and her and the, the the power of her thoughts and the power of of what conversely will happen or what happens once you think right and that's what right. you did so you're very effective at that Dan and I I think that any coach that really wants to create massive impact will be a coach that understands the whole person as mind, body, and spirit, not just mechanics of real estate. Right. So for those listening today, thinking about getting a coach, what would you recommend to them as far as what to look for and how to move forward with that? Excellent question. My answer to that is have a child. (laughs) So here's what I mean by that. You are entrusting your world and your business to the hands of uh, a coach, a company that has coaches, and you have to scrutinize that coaching company as if you would a babysitter for your beloved child. And understanding what that coaching person or coaching company brings to the table Make sure that that aligns with who you are. If you're looking for a drill sergeant that's just going to beat you up one side and down the other because that's how you're motivated, make sure that your coach is going to do that. And there are people that thrive on that. That scares me. That's that's not who I am. If you are looking for somebody that is going to uh, help you with the heart and soul of it, make sure that you're not getting you know, a coach that's that has never done what you've done. So understanding personality styles, understanding things like the disc profiles or or taking flight and understanding who you need as a coach, make sure that you are always in the driver's seat of making that decision. It's It's critical for yourself. And that's what makes you the best coaching client for your coach, that kind of connection ahead of time. Make sure that you are, you know, spending within your budget. When you are when you are getting that, there's coaching companies that will coach you for a hundred bucks a month. There's some that will coach you for five thousand dollars a month. Don't overprice what you what you're getting. Make sure that you are investigating. Talk to a couple of people that have been coached by that company and make sure that you you know what you're getting fully and do everything they say, dive into it. Yeah. Be coachable. You know, remember if you feel resistance to what your coach is coaching you to do, that's a good thing because Mm -hmm. it means you're creating new neural pathways that create new thoughts that create new actions that create new results. And that is what you hired the coach for, right? Because if you could have done it the way you were thinking, wouldn't you already have done it? And so don't resist that your coach is making you feel a kind of way or feeling accountable or you're not, you're resisting change because that is in fact what you've hired a coach to do is to help you create change in your life. So, yeah, I love that you, that you stepped on that because you, you know, when, when you have a coaching relationship or you are looking for a coach and they say, okay, here's the price, let's go. You say, well, you know, I know what I need to do. I can do this all on my own. The fact is you haven't. You haven't, 
exactly haven't there and there's no shame in it because a lot of people haven't done it that's why you get a coach to inspire you to move past what's uncomfortable and achieve greatness because i promise you with a coach you're going to excel your business in great ways where other people will stay very stagnant yeah and i i do want to point that out that getting a coach is just it's not therapy it's not to feel better even though that should be a byproduct and in fact you may not feel better for a while but right. getting a coach is an investment in yourself and in your business so yeah. just like anything else that you would spend money on say you're buying leads but you expect to get a return on that investment, you should have the same expectation of whatever you're spending for coaching. So if you're spending money on a coach, there are certain tangible results that you should be having in your life 90 days from now. And whether that's feeling better, whether that's an improved marriage, whether that's having more organization or more productivity or more numbers or more money, whatever it is that you're looking for, make sure that you and your coach are holding that accountable to producing those kinds of results. And I will say that in the year that I was in coaching with you in the coaching company that you guys were with, I tripled my business that year. I'm a believer. Let me tell you, I am a believer. Not only, well, let me, let me back up. Not only did I triple my business, I stayed in the industry because what was really at stake was not continuing in the industry. So I stayed in the industry and I tripled my business I did not even know that the tripling of the business would be a byproduct of how I could change me or how, how coaching would change me. And it did. And that's, that's ultimately what you want to see. Now it took a year. I did not really realize the impact of my coaching until I got my 1099. So it was, it was a year later before I was like, Oh, wow. You know, so don't ever just throw the coach out like baby with a bathwater because it's not working. It takes time. Right. Right. And so you've got to give it that space to do that. Dan, I just, I love the world of coaching. I loved that you were an example of who a coach is for me, because I like to think that I am growing into being an effective coach for not just my agents, but for, you know, anybody that I encounter. And I really want to say for everyone here, you, you were the example of that for me, of what that could look like. And I just want to say, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm honored. Uh, I love you with my whole heart. I, I am excited. I've watched you for a very long time, uh, overcome, achieve, and just be, a, a beautiful soul uh, inside and out and just be a, a, a great member of the world that's around you. And I'm, I'm excited and, and it's not done. You still have a long pathway to go and I'm looking forward to even greater things. Uh, I look forward to our 10 year anniversary of this podcast to, to see what's happened since then. And uh, it's, it's been my honor to be part of your journey. Well, Dan, thank you for being part of that. You know, for those listening, we don't do this alone. None of us does this alone. I mean, you might ultimately being the one getting up early and putting one foot in front of the other, but don't forget who holds you up. Don't forget who has said one word that caused you to believe in yourself. Don't ever forget the people who have been instrumental in who you are. And don't forget to go find those people. If you're someone right now who wants to do big things with your life, 
find people that can believe in you. Surround yourself with leadership, coaching, and training, and get involved in your community. Be part of something bigger than yourself, and you will find those people that believe in you. Show up for it every single day, and they'll believe in you. Don't resist people that challenge you and push you. They're there to support you and to help you be better, to help you be different. So I thank you again, Dan, for coming on today. And for everyone that has enjoyed this episode, Dan Simon is an amazing human being. Again, he works for Massive Impact Alliance. You can find them at massiveimpactalliance.co. Is that right, Dan? How to find you? It's massiveimpact.co. Oh, got it. I got that wrong. Massiveimpact.co. Dan's email is dan at massiveimpact.co. And of course, you guys can find him He's one of my Facebook friends. He's so much more than a Facebook friend though. So, but you, I'm sure you can find him on Facebook, right? Yeah, it's, it's under Daniel L. Simon. Stalk me. I don't mind. Reach out. I'm happy to answer questions, whatever I can do to be part of their journey as well. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. This has been a lot of fun for me, pulling at those heartstrings. Don't forget that every single Tuesday, we, or most every Tuesday, we release a new podcast episode geared mostly towards real estate agents, some new, some tenured, it doesn't matter. Listen, the stuff we talk about is for everybody. So make sure you come back and listen, subscribe to our podcast, let us know how we're doing. We would love it if you would even possibly post a review and let us know what your big takeaways were from this episode. We love and appreciate our audience and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our library of great resources for you at GameChangerRealty.com.